everyone, in today's episode we're going to talk about some fat loss myths and mistakes people make with regards to fat loss. So the topics we're going to cover today are calories, um, spot reduction, the idea of eating healthy foods, um, that cardio is the way to fat loss, and um, if you do certain things you'll uh, lose weight in certain areas. So the first thing we're going into is calories don't matter. So this happens a lot. I've experienced this with countless people. But if you tell someone, um, when who asks for diet advice, particularly weight loss, that they want, you know, I want to drop X amount of pounds or how do I lose weight here or there or whatever, the first thing generally I will tell them or most people will tell them is that you need to be in a caloric deficit. They'll ask what's the best way of doing that and you say, look, you have to track your calories. This is immediately met with resistance and their face drops and they're sad and they'll go, I don't want to track my calories. Now, that's understandable. It can be a bit of a friction and a new habit and annoying to track your calories at first. However, it isn't, you know, the most complicated thing, you know, with regards to, you know, life. So, like, the easiest analogy I use with people is that, look, if you wanted to save money, it probably makes sense to know how much money you're making and how much money you're spending. Your diet is the same. It makes sense to know how much you're eating, energy-wise, calorie-wise, and how much you need you know for your weight maintenance so if you need 1500 calories a day to look to get to the weight you want to be and you're eating 2000 calories a day you're going to gain weight or you're not going to hit that you know target weight you want similarly if you're eating 1500 calories a day and you want to gain weight you're not going to you know gain weight unless you eat more so that's the logic when it comes to calories in calories out so you, you need to know how much calories you need fuel and you need to know uh how many calories uh you're eating a day so that covers that one um so what happens basically when you eat food is that it's broken down the protein becomes amino acids the carbohydrates become glucose and the fats become uh broken down into further into fatty acids and glycerol so your body uses these um immediately pretty much so the amino acids get used to build uh tissues in your body so bones uh muscle tendons ligaments immune cells, things like that. Your glucose gets taken to your liver or your muscles to store it as muscle glycogen for energy in later life or later in the day or whatever you use it. And your fatty acids get used to build hormones and things like that. Now, the stuff your body doesn't use, it generally converts back into fatty acids. Uh, so it'll basically the fats will get stored as fat if it's not needed immediately, adipose tissue. And the glucose gets converted uh, the excess glucose gets converted to glycerides, which gets stored as fat, adipose tissue. So the only way for your body to tap into these extra fat stores, these energy stores, is that you basically need them. So back to our previous example, if you need 1,500 calories, if you need uh, 2,000 calories a day to maintain your current weight and you want to lose weight, and someone goes, look, if you drop down to 1,500 calories, which is an extreme diet cut, but let's say you want to do that, what your body will do to make up the difference is it will eat into your fat stores to give you energy. So that's why people can lose weight nice and steadily for a long time on a certain amount of calories because their body's eating into the fat stores. Now, just to prove a point on that calories matter most when it comes to weight loss, a college professor did a little uh, small experiment on himself where he wanted to lose weight and improve his health and he wanted to show that it was diet that mattered most. So he had some of his calories from good foods, but the majority of his calories came from absolute garbage. So it was called the Twinkie diet because most of his diet came from Twinkies and Oreos, but he ate in a calorie deficit in this diet. And not only did he lose weight, but his cholesterol went down, his all his health markers improved, and he just wanted to show that it was calories that mattered. Now, he didn't recommend this diet to anyone, he just wanted to prove the point that people need to get over this idea that it's hormones and that it's, uh, 
you know, fat or it's sugar or it's whatever, that it is calories that are the main thing when it comes to weight loss. So if you want to lose weight, you've got to be in a caloric deficit, regardless of what anyone else tells you. Now, the next one, so you heard me there say good food. So this is another uh, pitfall people fall into. So if you just eat healthy or clean or real foods, then that's your answer. You'll lose weight just like that. No worries. You know, no problem. Um, so everyone knows what I mean by these terms as well, you know, like healthy food. So if you just eat, you know, uh, food that's grown by nature or something like that, and, you know, it's not in a package or it's not in a box or you, you peel it or whatever, so you'll be fine. That's not true. Okay, that is not true. Now, I'm going to use a very crude analogy here, but bear with me. So if you imagine giving all your money to charity, so every single cent of money you make a week from working, you give to charity. Now, on top of that, you give all the money you have in your credit cards. You max out your credit cards and you give that to charity. Then you go to the bank and you get the biggest loan you can possibly have and you give that to charity. Will you be in a good financial state? No. Will you have done a good thing by helping charity? Yes. So donating your money is good, but it's more important to donate within your means. And that's the same when it comes to your calories. Eating healthy foods is great. It's the thing you should do, but you still have to eat the amount of healthy foods within your calories so a lot of people don't realize and they ignore the amount of the calories they think the calories in healthy foods are null and void they don't matter but they really do and most importantly because fat fatty food foods high in fat are actually quite good for you mostly and particularly the natural type of food so you know um nuts and seeds which we'll get into in a second they're quite high in calories so people can quickly forget that they're over consuming calories just because they're eating healthy foods so a quick example is olive oil a dash of olive oil you know that you might use in a frying pan or something like that or a roasting dish is about 100 calories and if you're eating you know 1600 calories a day three tablespoons of that is 300 calories and you're not getting a lot in return for that you're just basically you know, oiling a pan. So that's something to think about. Nuts are also one of these foods that are very good for you, high in nutrients, high in minerals, high in um, vitamins. However, you know, 15 cashew nuts is about 160 calories. A bag and a small bag is about 600 calories, you know, so that snack size bag at your desk is, could be the reason that you're not getting those weight loss goals you want because you're overeating them. Similarly, dark chocolate is very good for you. However, two squares of dark chocolate is about 110 calories. That only takes about 20 seconds to eat if you eat it slowly. And that's a lot of calories. Again, if you're on that 1600 calorie day of diet, that's, you know, that's one sixteenth of your diet gone in 20 seconds. So that's why it is important to be aware that there are calories in healthy foods. Now, it is really hard if you're eating green vegetables like broccoli and, you know, cabbage and kale and spinach to get calories in that food. But there are other foods that are marketed towards you as healthy that are quite high in calories if you're not paying attention. So fruit, fats so nuts and seeds dark chocolate avocado coconut oil those foods i mentioned there they are high in calories so still be aware just because it's got healthy on the label or natural on the label the calories still count it still costs money if you look at it from a, a money point of view um to eat those foods so sadly there is no such thing as a free lunch now saying that your diet should be primarily made up of healthy foods so just keep them within your calorie budget and you'll be fine the next one uh, goes on to dieting. So, I mean, if you look at any magazine or any newspaper or anything in regards to diets or health or whatever, there's always some fad diet that some celebrity or some model has used to, you know, get in a certain shape or do a certain thing. And people will misreport diets for different reasons. So the latest diet that comes back in vogue is, and this is another thing, diets come back in vogue. So every few years, you'll see that a diet that was popular 10 years ago is now suddenly popular again. So we're back to 
uh, the high-fat diet, so a la the Atkins diet. So this time it's the ketogenics diet return. It's the most popular diet at the minute. And now this diet has a medical purpose. And this is the thing with certain diets. These are recommended by dietitians for people with medical conditions. So the ketogenic diet is actually um, recommended to people by dietitians or doctors in some cases for epilepsy. It's been shown to help with epilepsy, uh, preventing seizures. And it's also, in some cases, been recommended by dietitians uh, who for people who have certain forms of cancer because the your body runs a ketose instead of glucose so there's different reasons for that and if you're more interested in that you should consult your doctor or a dietitian about that but it is has been recommended for those things however because of marketing buzz and certain celebrities or famous people or people of influence using these diets and misattributing the diet per se for the weight loss they People think that the ketogenic diet is like the answer to weight loss. And this has happened countless times. It's happened with Atkins. It's happened with The Zone. It's happened with raw diets, with vegan diets, with juice diets. That these fad diets, like, you know, get get promoted as the cure-all, the secret. You know, this, this thing that's going to fix everything. And sadly, it's not the case. And I'm going to let you in on a just a realistic thing. Any diet, and these are diets that I tell people go on, they're just tricks or methods which would be a kind of word for it to get people to eat in a caloric deficit now the thing is you uh, dieting is a, as much a behavior thing as it is uh you know on paper science thing because everyone is different so the diet that works for me might not work for you um like for example you might hate breakfast i love breakfast so me skipping breakfast not a good idea you skipping breakfast great idea that, that diet gets, you know, repackaged as intermittent fasting or the 16-8 diet. Or maybe you don't eat, you know, very little on one day because, you know, you're dying hungover. And that could be the 5-2 diet, you know. So that's those fasting diets. Similarly, you might be a vegetarian by nature or a vegan. So a raw diet or a vegetable-based diet is going to work for you while someone who loves meat is not going to. So that diet is not going to suit them. And you can flip that thing with the high-carb, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, zone diets or you can flip it with the low carb you know keto diets everyone is different and you got to find their lifestyle that suits their diets that's why some people would be really really ev evangelical about certain diets saying this is what works they're really excited because it worked for them but if you give that same diet to someone else it's not going to work so the main thing again is that these diets um put you in a caloric deficit and that's that's how they work it's the caloric deficit there's not any magic it's the caloric deficit. Now, the next thing I want to cover with these fad diets is there's always a timeline. So these magazines promise, you know, you'll see the headline, you know, you do this diet uh, for X amount of weeks and you'll lose, you know, 22 inches off your waist and 45 stone and you'll be, you know, look like Superman or Wonder Woman or whatever. Um, there's a clear flaw in this logic. First off, it's, you know, ridiculous, obviously. But the second thing is there's a time frame. There's always a time frame because they're trying to sell, you know, summer or Christmas or a wedding or party or you know friends you know wedding or whatever there's something coming up so there's a time frame there's a strict time frame to give you a deadline which is good however the problem is is what do you do what do you do at the end of that four weeks you see it is very easy to like do an extreme diet for four weeks and lose you know a certain weight but the problem is on week five when you go back to your old way of eating you're probably going to gain weight or rebound worse than you are because you'll just be love all these foods again and won't have learned any new habits or lifestyle patterns that you know you can promote long term. So the only time really in effect that you'll see these four week weight these four week weight loss diets work is when people manipulate their diet for either sporting events or for you know uh, photo shoots. So in sporting events, uh, we'll use Conor McGregor as, as an example. So he's a mixed martial artist. So 
In mixed martial arts, there's a weigh-in, so people weigh in for before their fights, and they fight in a certain weight division based off their weight. So Conor McGregor normally weighs around 170 pounds, but he fights in the 155-pound division. So he actually manipulates his diet through water, through a calorie restriction and water cuts, so he'll dehydrate his body, and he'll lose loads of water weight so that he'll make 155 pounds. However, once he steps off the scale and rehydrates again, his weight will balloon back up to 170 pounds. So that's those uh, that's manipulating your, your weight for a specific event. And similarly, fitness models, they will dehydrate themselves and starve themselves down so they'll lose body fat and they'll look great for a few hours for a photo shoot. However, as soon as that day's gone, the photo shoot's over, they'll go back to eating healthier again and normal again and their weight will increase and they won't look as lean. That's normal. That is what actually happens. So when it comes to a diet, you need to forget about like these four-week, eight-week windows. Like a lot of diets will encourage people to, you know, start healthier habits and build from there. But you need to think about this thing slower and more sustainable so that it lasts long term and you're not miserable while you're losing weight. Um, it's natural for humans to kind of, you know, look for short-term solutions, but we all know they don't work. You know, when it comes to money, get rich quick schemes don't work, and lose weight quick schemes don't work either. It just, it's just dangerous, and you should really, really be, you know careful of your health it's really important there is no secret be patient stick to the basics and use a diet that you can you know um work with long term for the rest of your life the next one we're going to cover is spot reduction so we've all seen that if you do this you lose weight here you do that you lose weight there so you'll see stupid things like body wraps so you lose inches off your waist or hips or legs nonsense uh, if you do a thousand crunches you might get a six-pack nonsense um and different things like that. Look, we all have those areas in our body that we want to lose weight on. So, you know, maybe it's the back of your arms, maybe it's your hips, maybe it's your chest, maybe it's your thighs. doesn't matter. We all have those areas that fat seems to accumulate more than other areas. Or when we're trying to lose weight, the fat doesn't come off as fast. Now, the reason for this is we're all different. So, again, we all put on fat in different areas and we all lose fat in different areas um, at different rates. And that is annoying. Yes, it really is annoying. But you have to be patient and fat comes off, um, fat generally comes off slowest on your lower abs and it comes off your face the fastest and then your lower abs and then your face the last as well. So if you're trying to spot reduce, you need to be patient and just do basically a calorie deficit so you lose fat and probably do some uh, resistance training so you build a bit of muscle so your body kind of increases metabolism a bit long term and gives you a bit of shape so that maybe you kind of get a bit of better shape in the area you're trying to um, you're trying to kind of improve. So if it's your back of your arms, you might do resistance training, it might help you lose the weight, but also doing the resistance training might give you a bit of muscle in the back of your arms, so it looks like your arms are in better shape to begin with. But you must be patient when it comes to fat loss. It is not a uniform thing. So you might like have lost loads of weight on your upper half, but for some reason your legs are still carrying a lot of weight. Don't get frustrated with that. You might be built that way that you carry more weight in your bottom half or vice versa, your top half. But if you keep going with the fat loss, it might feel like you've plateaued, but if you keep going in a calorie deficit and kind of maintain, you know, training, you will slowly see that fat loss reduce everywhere. It does come off eventually. Like it does come off. It just it just might come off in other areas faster than others. But you cannot spot reduce fat. You really can't. Like we've all seen that ad on TV or the infomercial for the crazy rap or the crazy fitness gimmick, exercise gimmick or the crazy diet. And then it says, you know, in the small print in conjunction with a calorie controlled diet. And like, as we all know, look, if it's in small print, you're probably getting shafted or fucked, you know, that it's pure nonsense. So forget about spot reduction, be patient with the diet, be patient with the exercise, and eventually it will all come off. Just not at the rate you probably want, but 
that circulation comes in, into it. Now, the last one is cardio is key for fat loss. You have to do cardio, you have to do running, you have to go walking, you have to be you know, pounding the pavement. On paper, this makes sense, right? So if you go for a long run, we'll use run for example, because the easiest one, and let's say it's for an hour at a decent pace, you might burn off 800, 1,000 calories. And you want to be in a calorie deficit, so, you know, hour run, keep your diet the same, you burnt off 1,000 calories. That sounds great in theory. But anyone who's gone for long runs and anyone who's finished the run, they have noticed that hours later, they are starving. Your body has, you have burnt off a lot of calories and your body will want to replenish those calories. So you will be hungry. Your body will release hormones telling you to eat, to, you know, fill up those calories. So that, and that's normal. But unfortunately, that hour it took of you running at a hard pace and pushing yourself to burn off those 800 calories, you can replenish those calories really, really fast. I mean, a small pizza, you'd eat in less than five minutes and that's 800 calories, you know, so that hour can be undone in a matter of minutes when it comes to food. And burning calories through cardio uh, increases your appetite because you burn off so many calories at one time. So that's why attacking, if, if, if fat loss is your goal, you really need to focus on diet first because if, you, if, you're, if you're dieting down on a calorie deficit and you're doing loads of cardio to lose the weight, you're going to be basically... You're going to be increasing your hunger, hunger signaling because you're dieting. You're going to be increasing your hunger signaling because you're doing loads of cardio. So you're going to be starving and you're going to overindulge really quickly and basically probably be in a calorie surplus to make up for the calories you lost through the cardio. So you'll probably just be spinning your wheels and not losing any weight at all or if a small amount. So a better thing to do is to do some cardio, focus on the diet so you stay in a calorie restriction and probably do some resistance training or weight training so that you build your metabolism slowly, you build some muscle, so you actually get that lean and toned look. Because if most people want to lose fat, they also want to look like they're in good shape. And that's generally, you know, usually people who are in great shape do resistance training and do, you know, are conscious of their diet. So those are the main things I would say to people when it comes to fat loss myths and mistake. Calories matter a lot. There is no such thing as free foods. You can't spot reduce fat. Cardio is good, however, it's not the best way to lose fat. It's just a way of losing fat, but not the best way. And fad diets are dangerous and, you know, should be avoided at all costs. So stick to the basic principles. Know how much calories you need. Know how much calories you're eating. Eat mainly, you know, fruits, vegetables, meat, fish, and you'll be fine. If you need any help or questions on diet and stuff like that, guys, I have no problem answering questions. You can message us. Uh, you can go to our website, www.rpfitness.ie, and contact us through there. I uh, hope you found this informative, and we'll talk to you later. Cheers.